What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. So, Fatherhoods, we got a special guest today, tonight, wherever you're listening. Halen from Baltimore. He's a super talented MC. Just checked out some of his stuff. Um, if you like those. 90s vibes and now vibes it's a a nice combination uh welcome to the show and most importantly he's a father ill conscious thank you brothers appreciate y'all it's honor to be here thank you man word well well, thank you man why why don't we just start right where we usually start with with folks right like what what is your fatherhood dynamic what how many kids what's your relationship with that let's talk about it all right well so i have four children Mm. Um, I'm only 33. Um, so trying to balance, um, you know, the artistry cause I travel a lot. I do a lot of, uh, touring. Um, you know, I do a lot of city to city. I like to go out of the country as well and do certain shows. Uh, like I just recently came back from Chile, South America. Um, we were scheduled to do Switzerland, Germany, and France, but then the pandemic hit. And so it's really for me, man, is it's, I have, I have a 13-year-old, I have an 11-year-old, a 4-year-old, and a 1-year-old. Wow. So, man, you got your hands kinda, Yeah, man. So, you know, I had a gap between the 11-year-old and the 4-year-old, and now apparently I'm back at it. So, you know. He said apparently. Uh, nah, you deep in the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, bro, you know, um, just being in my children's lives as much as possible, um, whether that's on a daily you know, I have certain situations with uh, like my older children's moms where, you know, some things, uh, you know, you got to deal with uh, the legal systems and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, um, we, we're good over here, though. We're good. You know, children are maintaining. Um, they're healthy growing up and they know who their father is, most importantly. And their father's in their lives. And and, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So how many different. Uh, I hate to use the term baby mama. I feel like that's so disrespectful. How many yeah. mothers are in the picture w- with the four kids? Uh, all four. Oh, so there's four. So one per mom. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yes. So yeah. So my qu- my question is that that in and of itself is complicated to have to be able to manage, right? You mentioned uh, that's a whole that's a whole episode right now. Bro. Yeah, that's a reality yeah, show yeah, yeah. right there, though. Yo, it's crazy. Bro. How do you cut through it all and still maintain a, a viable relationship with each one of your children? So the thing is, think about it is, you're, uh, I wish I wish I could say that each uh, relate each parents in relationship was the same that we were all cordial and everything, but um, it comes a it comes a time where you know, as a man, you have, you go through a growth and maturation process. And it's really, you know, if, if you're dealing with, you know, I, I hate to even really go there, but like a bitter or a scornful situation, then obviously, well, apparently the situation won't get to where you want it to be as far as, uh, you know, cooperating or parenting effectively. Now, 
what I try to do is try to just uh, be steadfast in in uh, the communication. So the communication aspect is important. Uh, I haven't seen my oldest son in the, in a couple of years now since the pandemic began, and that's due to some, you know, some a situation that I don't have any control over right now. Uh, but as far as my uh, my other children, um, I just try to be. We they're all spaced out as well, so we're in different areas. I'm in the yeah. Baltimore metropolis area, so I have a child. My son he lives in Pennsylvania. Uh, my other my other children they live uh, fairly close. But then my oldest, who I, who I haven't seen, lives on like the eastern shore of Maryland, like towards Delaware and everything like that. So, uh, you know, the communication aspect of it, ensuring that they have a line of communication towards me, whether that's, you know, me getting them phones or anything like that. Um, I coordinate with my children's moms on when I'm going to get them, uh, whether that's every other day, whether it's every other weekend, whatever the case may be. And let's say like shows or, or gigs arise and, you know, just letting them know ahead of time, uh, making sure that communication is vital. That's the most important piece, the communication, right. because that's really going to lead to the whole uh, respect factor of it. You know what I mean? And and just just keeping them in the know. Like now, I'm not saying we have to know each other's like whereabouts and and who we are consistently dealing with on a regular basis as far as like whatever the case may be, romantically, whatever the case um, but I feel like in, in order for us to respect each other and come come together as one uh, solid unit, uh, we just need to take um, adhere to each other's needs and to children's needs. And, and you know, what we need to do to make this village work, because it takes a village. You know, it's cliche, but it really takes a village. And for me, I, I'm not really in, I'm not for the drama. I'm not really for the, the unnecessary, um, you know, BS, especially when you're dealing with. Uh, individual that has nothing but um you know principles and and uh morals that have been instilled in me growing up and i try to do that same for my children as well and sometimes it gets difficult when you're not on the same page as the children's mothers um but it's up to them as well to meet you in that maturation process and that growth process because we're not teenagers anymore we're not you know the our relationships have been long you know, expired since then. And it's time to really make it about the children, you know? And I think that's really a lot of times in the black community, um, you know, we, we mistaken uh, a relationship ending for child's life or anything like that. So it's, it's, a, it's an interesting um, dynamic when it comes to having, um, let's say two of your baby mothers that, that may not get it or understand it, then the other two are on board with you. And, you know, whatever the case, you may not have worked, it might, may not have worked out on a relationship aspect, but at least we can be cordial enough to come together and, and take care of our child, take care of our seat, you know? How, how do like the kids get along? Family. How about the kids? Oh. How, do, how do they all get along? They love each other, man. They, they love my, my daughter loves their, um, her brothers, you know, and, and the big brothers adore, adore their little sister. My little one, my one year old, he's all over the place. You know what I mean? He just wants to be like everybody and be in the space and be in the same space as me and in the same space as big brothers, older siblings. And it's love, man. It's never love. They have no issue with getting any other children together. So like every other weekend I might get them and, and I'll have them for a weekend. Uh, my situation with my daughter, I get her every other day. And, you know, we kind of work it out like that. So it's, you know, it's really in, 
and how how much the baby mothers are willing to uh you know sacrifice um well, how, how many how much sacrifice we're all willing to make in this whole situation you know what i mean so what what's how, the how did yeah go ahead Kate. go ahead no, no. No, i was gonna ask like just how like how does your how does your mom interact in in this situation as well knowing that there's different mothers involved and and seeing the kids and things i'm, I'm curious from a kind of from from her yeah. perspective so uh growing up uh i was i was mainly raised by my grandmother okay so um she's deceased right now uh, bless her soul but she was definitely the person that kind of played that motherly role in my life um and my mother was around and everything but she wasn't as um I want to say uh, as hands-on or as um, in my life as, as much as my grandmother was. Now, my grandmother, she she uh, transitioned when I was like 18. So, you know, at that time, there was like a void that was missing for me. And, you know, a lot of the times, um, me and my mother, we didn't really have the best relationship growing up. But we absolutely, um, you know, there's love there. There's definitely love. And now in my older years... She's definitely um, been able to gravitate towards my children in a, in a manner that I want her to. And, you know, uh, grandma's going to be grandmother. The children love her, you know, and she's she's in, she's embraced uh, all of this tumultuous uh, things that's going on with uh, my life. But it's really not that uh, tumultuous as it seems. Um, it's really about just just balance and just having control. And being able to talk to people, being able to talk to your, your children's mothers. You can't talk to your children's mothers, then what can you do? Um, but, you know, my mother's supportive. She's supportive in that aspect. Um, and, you know, we're, we're all in it together. How do you how do you maintain a level head? I know you said communication is a vital part of you being able to keep it. <laughs> nah, you got to speak it because nobody's seeing it right now. Yeah, man. So, you know, uh, I, I undergo some uh, herbal indulgence every now and then. Uh, might take a shot here and there on some happy hour tip. And, you know, and I got to get time for myself and I got to get time for my craft. So like this time, like the, the moments as soon as I get off of work, uh, I have until now, until 4.30 before I get my little girl. And in between then, when I'm done with you guys, I'm going to Chief. And then I'm going to get my mind right. And then I'm going to get baby girl from school. You know, it's kind of, that's kind of how I deal with it. I listen to music, I write, I create. Um, and I try to keep keep that busy mind because it keeps me level for some reason. Like for some reason, I got to be in motion. Everything has to be kinetic. Um, I have to be thinking all the time. I have to be writing, creating. Um, and that kind of keeps me mo- motivated to continue to, you know, uh, just do what I need to do for them. You know, have you ever considered like meditating? Has that ever come come up? I think I think when he when he chiefs, he's meditating. <laughs> yeah, I meditate all the time. Actually, um, <laughs> mostly mostly uh, with the use of herbs and everything like that. Sometimes, very on very rare occasions, I might uh, dive into the shroom thing you know, here and there. Uh, but I have, I have more children now. So a lot of things, uh, I try to restrict from doing, I'm in my thirties now. Uh, but yeah, meditation is something that I frequent a lot, you know, um, 
so yeah, definitely. I, I also like to head out into nature a lot. I'm a, I'm a big nature buff. So you'll see me on nature trails. You'll catch me on some of my social media, uh, like videos where I'm just, I'm just out in the field talking to the people for like two, three hours, like in a, in a woods somewhere. Uh, so you take yeah, your kids man, out there with you. I, it's, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. pretty important for kids to, to have that nature. Absolutely. Connection. Yep. They, they love it. They love it. And, um, I try to do it at an early age. Um, so they can just have that down pack so they can feel those frequencies, and understand those vibrations of uh, being outside and being one with nature. You know, um, it, it changes your perspective on a lot of on just life. You know, once you're, you're just out there, you're breathing, you're living in the moment and everything around you. Social media propaganda is, is no longer, you know, it doesn't exist. So definitely, man. Absolutely. Well, was there always this maturity that, that you're displaying now, like when you when you had your first child, what, what, what was the maturity level there? So when I had my first child, it was a whole bunch of drama and bullshit going on. Like so. Uh, but I think a lot of that was attributed to the the baby mother that I had, because um, I've always been a pretty uh, level headed guy, even in, in high school and, and stuff like that. I was pretty much a, a quiet, um, introspective thinker. Like I, I always always on this shit, you know. Um, but at, over time, I had to learn how to control uh, my temper and the way I react. Because a lot of times I can be real impulsive. And in my younger years, I was definitely extremely impulsive when it came to, uh, you know, anything that didn't go my way when it came to, like, my children or even just picking up my children, going to get them on the day I'm supposed to get them. Uh, now I kind of look at it as, you know, if, if it's in my power, then if I can control it, then I will grasp it and I'll do everything that I can to, to make it happen. Um, and if it's not in my control, I need to understand that, you know, the universe will bring it back around, especially when it comes to your children, man. When it comes to your children, like, like people can try to keep you away from your children, but a real father is really going to go out there and mm -hmm. he's going to do everything he needs to do to pursue, you know, his, his children, you know? So, yeah, yeah I mean, the, I've always been, uh, always heard that I was more mature for my age growing up. You know, uh, I was ahead of my time or I got an old soul or things of that nature. So I, I guess you can say so. I mean, back in the day, it was a little bit more rowdy, but I've, I've always had this demeanor. Right. Because I, I would say that the reason why I said that is because the stereotype would be that someone that had kids with multiple partners probably wouldn't yeah. have that maturity or wouldn't have their shit together. And it seems right. like the opposite in this situation where it's like that's why that's why my situation is so interesting. And um, especially nowadays, like when I when I'm dating and stuff like that, they they see that I have all the all the criteria to be a, a ancient motherfucker. But right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when they get to know me and they see the, uh, you know, the details of my life and, and what I speak about and, and everything that I, uh, you know, that I incorporate when it comes to, to being a good father and, you know, communication, then they realize that, uh, you know, this is a very unique uh, situation and they usually, you know, they're, they're more susceptible to, to stick, stick around and, and want to, and explore the, and the endless possibilities with, with Sir Ill. You know what I mean? So it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Cause we, we might have shit. We might have a listener right now that, 
that's like he's got you know multiple children with multiple women and and probably he's overwhelmed and, and wants to give up and here's <laughs> you know here's how level-headed you sound and be like hold up a second man i gotta you know yeah, i gotta well, get my shit together for my for my kids you know got you man especially as uh you know growing up in in baltimore and and not really having uh that father figure that was around that was so prevalent in so many of my homeboys and and cousins and 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 just just different people like in, in Baltimore City. It's one of those broken, uh, dysfunctional family cities, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people take that and, and they use it for, uh, you know, for the negative, for the bad. And right. with me, it just kind of made a more of a positive impact because I, I didn't want to be how my father was in whatever the case may be. And a lot of the times that can be a misconception because, you know, you might have fathers who was trying to to be in their children's lives, but the mothers didn't allow it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and sometimes I'm starting to now, uh, you know, hear more stories of that, you know, from people that I know that are my age and 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 things of that matter. Uh, but but really, like my friends call me the master juggler. Like I juggle a lot <laughs> of like shit. Like I, I like my children. My music, I'm out of the country, then I'm back in the next day. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing a lot of stuff. Even now, I just got off work and now I kept telling myself I need to make this interview. And now I'm here, you know? So <laughs> I, master if, juggler. If, if I could album album title. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I want I wanna bring up a, a quick topic that I think you everybody here can relate to. And I just I would love you guys' opinions on this. So I think all yeah K, K I know for sure E your kid probably is doing this already and I know um Ill's kids some way shape or form are doing it so kids going to school they come back with all this shit from their classroom all these little projects they do artwork mm-hmm. all sorts of shit we in my house we sneakily take most of it and dump it in the garbage like that's what we, like they'll drop it off, leave it on the table. We grab the shit, boom, trash. Unless we know it's like really good work or something that means something to them, because they'll you know they'll yeah. come in excited about some shit, right? So or a my, hand that says dad on it or some right. shit, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like the Thanksgiving hand and <laughs> yeah. shit, all that. Yeah. Right. Tur- turkey hands, right? Yeah, man. So yeah. my my youngest, she's five. She comes in to to the house the other day and she puts stuff down, but she she does it and then she runs away, like. Like, you know, no, like treating it like it's no big deal. She comes yeah. back hours later and she realizes the shit is gone. So casually, she asked my wife, she's like, Mommy, what do you do with the stuff I bring home from school? You know, my wife is like, Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> so she's like, Some, like she was honest. She was like, Some stuff I throw away, some stuff I put in our, because we have like a little bin in the little bin. And my daughter's like, Huh. Oh, okay. So you think what I bring home is, is garbage. And she had this whole like diatribe with her. At the end of the day, my daughter was just fucking with her. She was like, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. it's all right. It's all right. I get it. I get it. But to make yeah. sure when I tell you not to throw something, make sure you don't throw it out. Like that's what she ended yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your guys' experience with something similar? Because I know your kids bring stuff home. Like how do you guys treat yeah, it? Yeah, they, they bring shit home all the time. Um, Most of the time, like, like you said, I keep a bin as well. For all of their different shit and as they get older i progressively like Purge. throw shit out that 
that isn't like miles like a milestone year or some shit. Like let's say like your kindergarten, like all right, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna throw the kindergarten uh writings away, handwriting and right. shit. But like second grade, third grade, okay, they're not gonna remember that shit. You know, let's purge that. Right. You know, let's let's keep some of the middle school, let's keep a graduation, a high school freshman year, something like that. But yeah. Progressively, I start to purge out everything because you start to have so much shit. They bring so much shit home, man, and, it's, and it becomes clutter. It's clutter. Yeah. Mm. So, how about you, E? Yeah, I'm, no, no. Orders. I've been I've been throwing stuff away. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, like you know. And what's funny with, with my daughter, what she's doing is whoever picks her up, that drawing was for that person. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, I made this for you, Daddy. But if, if my girl, oh, I made this. For, hey, hold up, you lying to us? Who's this for? So you know, if it's for me and she says it, I'm like, damn, I don't want to throw this away. But if she said it was for for her mom, I'm like, ah, it's going the garbage. <laughs> like not you, know, not meaning because it's for her, but I'm just saying, like it it takes away from how you know, like he said, like milestone things. I'm looking out for something that seems like exceptional. Like whoa, this is ill. Yeah, because. In the beginning, when she was bringing stuff home, even stuff that you knew she didn't even really do, like the teacher was right. doing it, right? And then she just had to scribble her like her signature. I got my whole a whole wall over all my my documentary film posters covered with all of that stuff. Right. You know, it took yeah. over you know my work area, like, and so now I'm like, all right, well, that's done, and so so we're starting to throw things away. A UK, yeah. About about the same. I mean, there's definitely some purges that happen. Although, um, we did. I think it might have been a year ago. We we actually had him help us purge one time. Where we pulled out a bunch of stuff because we had, you know, there was like papers all over the place with different artwork and things. And then we had to put it in the bin or the big envelope that we have. And so we pulled out a bunch of stuff and we're like, yo, let's all look at it together. And you tell us like what's good work and what's, you know, not good and that, that you're not feeling great about. I think the right. biggest, I think the, so it's like, there's like two different things. It's like the artwork and then there's the schoolwork stuff. Yeah. I think, I think the, 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 the head scratcher for like, between like me and my wife is probably like how much of the old school work do we save? I'm probably more on the line and just get rid of it. All, you know, just get rid of almost all of it, but we still have like, you know, those big math books where they write the stuff and oh fuck some, that. That's you, just gone. <laughs> you know. If you didn't remember how to do the math, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But, but I think you definitely got to per unless Unless you want to be a hoarder and just keep everything, but that seems yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, I got a I got a whole case of shit now. I'm thinking about y'all made me think about it, man. I got <laughs> dang. <laughs> just take pictures and NFT all of shits, right? Yeah, create hey. their NFT collection. <laughs> hey, shit, it might, hey, it might be worth something. Who knows? <laughs> hey, so might you, for some handwritings for for your um for your 13 year old. How how connected are you two in terms of? music and and is he a music head does he understand what you do listen to what you do anything like that so so the 13 year old is actually um my oldest son that i think i mentioned earlier that i haven't seen in, in a right. couple years now we used to be really close and everything until you know some legal shit happened oh, okay okay and, got um, it uh, to, be honest with you, to be honest with you 
I I can't tell you exactly, um, you know, the type of music he listens to, but he loves hip hop though. But he that you know at that age they're into a whole bunch of different shit. They're on the TikTok crazy, um, Fortnite shit. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that stuff, whatever his music is on there, they kind of gravitate towards. You know what I mean? So, uh, but he know he definitely certainly is familiar with his dad being it being one of the illest MCs coming out of Baltimore, and um, you know I think he's I think he's very proud of that. You know. Um, with so, without yeah. without digging a knife in it too much, um, I'm just curious how because again, you you definitely seem level headed and you seem like you're able to kind of compartmentalize things and keep things moving. Yeah. How, how is that for you to to deal with? You know, call it like the the temporary lack of a of a closer relationship with with your son. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Um, but this is something. You would think that over time that your oldest, um, you know, that situation would kind of pan its way out. And, you know, especially since you guys aren't young anymore, you're talking about, you know, speaking about me and the mother. And, but, but it hasn't gone. And then I realized that, you know, this particular woman, she does have a mental illness. Um, and, and whether she wants to uh, embrace it or not or admit to it, uh, it's there. And um, it's something that can't be ignored, but it's also something that is that she's using to her advantage, um, you know, to try to manipulate the system and 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 that, you know, nature. But um, but, you know, it's one of them things where uh, you can't I can't really give up, you know, mentally. You know, a lot of people would have been like checked out by now. Oh, fuck yeah. it, I'll see it when he's 18 or whatever the case may be. Uh, but not even me. Like I have, like I, I've been in my child's life for this long. And then now all of a sudden someone, you know, their mother wants to take, take them away from you. And it's, it's, she'll let me speak to him. You know, I can speak to him on the phone. <laughs> you know, we could text all day long, but uh, you know, I had a situation where, and I speak about this on, on my new record. So it's not kind of too far. Um, there's a situation where, um, you know, condensed and, and I wanted to take it upon myself and, and my power to take my son. And, you know, that created tension and, and, and false accusations of you know, like kidnappings and shit like that. You know how that shit go. And, you know, then that happened. Um, so it's been there. I've been fighting ever since then on some uh, court uh, legal shit and you know I won but it's still like yeah you're still on the run I, I haven't I still want to see my child and you know every time we get we try to get closer and I think we're getting closer to uh, a means of of uh, agreement or compromise I should say um, so hopefully will 2022 is a, is a better year and a different year feel like i'm giving y'all a lot of my life no one else has has known this so well if you're comfortable with it we appreciate it because i mean this is real but this, shit but this, but this is appropriate though you know what i mean it's a yeah. brother's podcast and what else did i think i was going to be talking about you know what i mean <laughs> so <laughs> so so could we flip gears just a sec here because um i know yeah, you yeah. know you you mentioned a lot about the type of world you're in when it comes to the hip-hop craft you're doing tours yeah. overseas. You said you just came back from Chile not that long ago. <clears throat> when I hear yes. stuff like that, um, it, it's pretty impressive. Specifically, like you went to a Spanish-speaking country. 
to perform yeah. <laughs> English speaking hip hop, right? Not that that's foreign, but right. but it is. It's it's still an interesting thing, right? For for a guy yeah, out of yeah. Baltimore to be able to experience. So I'm just curious, like Absolutely. how how did you end up in that opportunity and those opportunities that you're a part of? And then what do what can people expect out of you in the coming weeks and months? Okay. Um, well, around 2018, I um, ended up meeting uh, a couple Chilean artists and DJs online, whether it's Instagram or whatever the case. Um, and one of the artists' name was Papita's Freestyle. Um, now, I ended up doing a track for him on one of his projects. And, you know, it ended up turning into a, a dope business relationship. And he returned the favor. And mm-hmm. on my 2018 project, the prerequisite, um, I had I had a uh, a Chilean producer on this particular track. The name of the track was called Foreign Relations. It was, it's such an ill track. Uh, DJ Darcel from Chile. Um, DJ um, and who else is on the track? DJ Artist and uh, Papita's Freestyle were all on this track in particular. And you know, it just it was a dope marriage that created an opportunity for me to go abroad. Uh, now Papita's Freestyle. Um, you know, he was doing shows down there in Santiago and all of that. And he extended the offer for me to come out. Uh, him and a couple promoter friends of his, Sound Bastard. Shout out to Sound Bastard. And we ended up just, you know, I ended up taking a risk, man. You know, I, I went by myself and me and my daughter's mother, we we went to Chile. You know, I had a, I have a crew and everything, but at the time, my crew couldn't come because they were opening up for the locks in Baltimore. So, like, mm-hmm. during those same days, it was like, all right, well, hey, man, this is this is what the crew shit is about. You know, we cover all grounds on, on some Wu-Tang Griselda shit. You feel <laughs> me? So that's what it is. But, um, you know, I ended up going down there. Uh, the hospitality was amazing. Um, but like you said, like, they don't speak like them. Like, they can't talk to me like this. So a lot of the times I was down there doing a bunch of Google Translate. And then you might have people that pop out and just start talking to you because they know some English and shit. Then you're like, oh, fuck, hell yeah. You got, you know where the weed at? You know what I mean? So you start, you know what I mean? Shit like that. <laughs> um, but it was, a, it was a beautiful experience, though, man. I got a chance to go down there. Shout out to, um, shout out to Papita. Shout, shout out to Sound Bastard, DJ Dossel, um, and, and everybody else, man, that played a part in making that chili move possible. So now I like I can go down there like anytime I want now, man. It's kind of like they extended that that open, you know, invitation to come back. And, you know, pandemic and all of that shit happened. So hopefully this year we'll be going back there as well as uh Tanzania, um, Morocco, and gonna do some European countries as well. So hopefully this uh COVID shit, you know, <laughs> makes its way to the back. <laughs> Yeah. I'm surprised Manny hasn't asked you the question he has everybody. I'm holding back, son. When's when's the next kid coming? <laughs> nah, let me let me explain because he he puts me on frustrated street all the time. So he, here's the deal, right? I avoided asking that question only because I feel like there's a lot of complexity already in your life with four yeah. women. Do you think I want four kids? Like that? <laughs> so my guess is Usually I do it at a joke, right? But that shit to me is you serious. You usually do it when there's someone who's got about two kids in your love. Then you're like, all right, the one's yeah, the next. Yeah, but it feels it almost feels like he would habitually probably yeah, go yeah, for the yeah, next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's true. Well, That's right. true. So, so there's something I did leave out. All right. So <laughs> you know, I, I hate to I hate to bring this to like a like a, a sad moment, but it's not really sad. Just, oh damn. So I had a I had a firstborn, right? In in 06, my firstborn. Um, you know, he would have been he would have been 15 mm. this year. Mm. He passed in 08. So he passed when he was two and everything. Oh, wow. um, damn. So technically man. I have five children. Wow. You know, uh so you know, uh, I don't know about having any more uh, at this point right now. Uh, so I'm not opposed to it, but you know, yeah, they got to find the right, the right situation, the right woman, and and you know, have mutual intentions. Manny's hearing that you're gonna have more kids. He hears it already. Yeah, I <laughs> he hears like, it in your I voice. Feel like, I feel like in life, I'll probably end up having ten. So, yeah, <laughs> so, there you go. Oh, man, he's just—he's like, yeah. No, soak it no, up no, you're going no, to man. africa baby in africa Respo- that- look i'm trying to be responsible with my shit though man you know so it's not i'm not trying to just give out the good cheat to everybody <laughs> yeah, you could be a good father to <laughs> 10 why not you know hey yeah yeah and that's absolutely what i would that would be like my life mission right there you know if that was the case um but mm. yeah you know um I'm, I'm working i'm doing my music shit uh and a lot of I like to incorporate, especially I've just put out a project called Acres of Diamonds, a new album that will actually be available on platforms tomorrow. Oh, no, Friday. Okay. And there's a song on there called I'm Good featuring uh, King Magnetic and Dink. And the song really is is everything that I kind of explained to you within the past two years with dealing with uh, my child, my son's mother and, you know, how that turned out to be and all of that. So. Yeah, man. Um, I take these experiences and I try to I use them as fuel to to you know for the craft. And, yeah. and it's one of those things where man, like I can't I can't lie on my rhymes, man. I can't fake it. I just can't do it. So there's so much real life going on and, and so much things happening around us that to create a facade of yourself is off is is comical, you know what I mean? It's there's too much shit going on. Like yeah. so. Uh, another child right now. Uh, can't see it in my near future. <laughs> hey, uh, before we get out of here and kind of ending on a serious note, if yeah. if you could, and I'm sure there's some listeners out there who have experienced this uh, or maybe trying to figure out, but if you could give any advice to you know the passing of your first, how to cope, how to cope with that, and 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 keep things moving. Um, I'd be curious to hear that advice. Uh, man, uh, it is, it's literally one of those things, man, but you got to take every day, like every step like of the way, like you have to really, um, uh, and then, but to, to go back though, like that's it. After the, you know, him being deceased. So I would say, man, just, just kind of, kind of stay true to who you are understand that you know life is definitely uh not promised to any of us you know man woman a child and and kind of just show that love you know show that unconditional love often and abundantly and excessively to your children you know because you never know you never know when shit like that is going to happen and and just be aware be cognitive be aware of your surroundings um you know, and, and give your children the best of you while you're here and while they're still here, you know, 
um, man, it, it's it's a lot, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a lot. Like, cause it, like, even still to this day, you know, a, you know, birthday might come around, anniversary of of the, you know, transition might come around, and you're still kind of back in that mode, back in that that slump. Of course, but man. but you have to realize and understand that you know uh the universe or god or whatever you you know subscribe to gave you another chance gave you more children to to invest that time and that love in as well and even though you know he might not be here i see them i see him inside of them and so that unconditional love that i that i had for my firstborn it gets distributed amongst all of them you know so i would just say man just just stay, just love your children, man. Like, love your children. Make sure they know that. Let them feel that. You know, uh, let the world see that you love your children. You know, let the mothers understand that, you know, you're going to fight for them if they're giving you, um, you know, any any strife or anything. And, you know, just, just stay committed. Stay committed. We commit ourselves to so many other things like, drugs alcohol and, and sex and all of this shit but then when when that when the when the sex happens and it leads to a situation like this a lot of brothers don't want to be committed to the situation and i get it i understand i've been in situations that was unwanted as well you know but uh you got to overcome that you know understand that you are the master and control of your universe and that it's all about discipline and 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 just self-care and, and loving your children the right way, you know. And that's basically it, bro. That's dope, up, man. Yo, everyone go go check out this man's music. Yo, for real. Sure. You, yep. Say say one more time, the new project. The new project is called Acres of Diamonds by Ill Conscious and Mute One. Mute One is the producer from Camden, New Jersey. Um, right now, the project is, is available on my band camp, but it will be available on all DSPs uh, February 11th, Friday, February 11th. All right, bro. Good. Yo, you be right, safe out you, there, man. man. Thank you. Yeah. No Feel doubt. free to check Thanks, in anytime, man. man. No sure. doubt. No doubt. Appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for having me. All right, all right brother. Peace. Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. 